This is Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From the UK, I'm Dave Knott, and joining me from New Zealand is Dave Wood. <laughs> you up early? I am, yeah. I woke up um, quite a bit earlier this morning, actually. I've been sorting a few bits and bobs out already. Just sort of feeling a bit more back to normal in a lot of ways. Yeah? Over the head? Yeah, mostly. I mean, it's still a it's still a thing, and I've still got to go study and stuff, but I'm kind of getting more back to just sort of usual bits of me at the moment. You've been doing, like, a bit more sort of stuff on the side projects, or...? <laughs> yes. Yeah? <laughs> I figured that's probably what you meant by... <laughs> it, it wasn't. I was actually thinking more about my, just generally my sense of self which sounds a lot deeper than that i meant to sort of talk about but uh it's kind of ironic that um yeah side projects have definitely been uh, a part of that too okay so since we last talked we i think we talked a bit about me doing a swift ui template mm-hmm. yeah and kind of getting yeah. into um sort of setting up like an mvvm template and, and all of that and I don't know what happened a couple of days ago. I thought, okay, this template's looking good. I think this architecture works. This is nice. Um, what happens if I just sort of start using it? Um, and lo and behold, over the course of the weekend, I'm now um, fully back into redesigning GoVJ. That old chestnut, eh? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I think it's it's fair to say I'm enjoying uh, just just kind of hacking away on Swift UI and bringing stuff together. Really, that's cool. You haven't built my uh, iCloud music player yet, then? No, no, no not no. gonna, not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did look at that a little bit this week as well. Actually, um, funny. Um, Steve Trout Smith put up something on Twitter earlier today saying something about um, side loading. I think it might have been audiobooks. Okay, yeah. I'm um, saying, like, oh, he really wants, like, an iCloud-synced version. And I was like, well, that's basically what I'm looking for for music. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe I should get onto him to make it for me. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll just build it myself. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's one of those things. I, I, when we talked last week, I was sort of saying I felt like it's one of those ideas where the market is is wide open, right? If If you kind of... If you were to try and make something that just read a folder full of music, um, then it really doesn't matter if somebody else has a crack at the same sort of idea. You can both read the same folder of music. Um, I sort of feel like there's there's opportunity there um, for people to just have a crack at it and, and see see what they come up with. Um, I think on my own exploration, though, I sort of found like, yeah, there's. Um, there's another side to this which is it feels to me like a bit of a rabbit hole where i might not get much return for for what i'm making um yeah yeah, it's hard to put a finger on that because i sort of feel like most people are really not consuming media in that way now feels like the kind of thing that might get a good write-up on mac stories though and get some initial traction yeah the whole icloud drive angle i guess you could maybe spin a privacy angle through it because it's like your music on your iCloud. I I would love to know because I always assume it's just me because I just consider myself a bit weird in general. And but I would love to know how many people pay for Apple Music 
or Spotify or, or whatever and just listen to the same stuff. I would say a lot of people. Because I'm yeah. the worst at doing that. Um, yeah. Like Spotify, I hadn't used a free version on the desktop, but um, it comes up being like, oh, we've got your, your daily mix based on what you listen to. And it's like, well, that's the same as basically the last daily mix you made for me because guess what? you got nothing to go by. <laughs> I've just got this very limited sample of what I listen to. And it, I'd almost be better off just like buying four or five albums and just calling it quits. Right. And just put those on repeat. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess if there's a lot of people like that, then maybe, maybe it'd work. Yeah. I think the the privacy angle's a, a thing. That That is actually why I was thinking of doing that sort of in the first place is part of the reason for me uh wanting to to have my own personal player if you like in my own stash of music for that is yeah i'm not keen on the way that spotify in particular behaves just yeah your music play playing what what you enjoy what you um how often you listen when you listen all of that is all being tracked and aggregated um and then you know the they are a, a Facebook SDK company as well, so it sort of feels like, yeah, none of this is private. And maybe I don't care, but uh, I guess I do, you know, <laughs> sort, of, sort of thinking about it, it. This is obviously something that I do care about, and I'd, I'd just rather it wasn't being, um, wasn't a factor when I just want to play some music. Yeah. But then, like, it's, it's one thing saying, like, oh, you know, if either of us made it or another indie made it we could be like hey privacy yay but then yep. what happens when you want album art yep because you've basically got to crawl that folder of music and start probably pinging some kind of service or API somewhere with details of that music yeah to get the artwork and it's like well that's just like a gaping hole in terms of privacy surely I mean they might be well intentioned the you know the album artwork providers or whatever but yeah so you've got to think you've got to think i guess if you were to build something on a privacy angle you've got to think of a whole other set of constraints and circumstances like okay do you even want to bother doing that you know like if somebody has bought music legitimately that music these days is typically bundled with should already the album have it. art yeah therefore yeah. why would you ever need to go and crawl for it unless exactly <laughs> yep yeah um, and at and that, that point, are you just kind of enabling piracy that little bit more? Yep, yeah, if you're making these things easier. So or, uh, there's a part of me would look at that and go, well, maybe that's that's actually the user's problem to, to figure out, which might be why I wouldn't make a good uh, music player app developer <laughs> at that point. <laughs> um, you know, if you're stuffing music into a you know your own library or Dropbox or iCloud, whatever, kind of does lend itself to that kind of I don't know yeah. I think of it as almost like a bygone era now like the whole music piracy thing because with Apple Music and Spotify and just even YouTube there's just no need I, I, you know um, I'm, I'm, I'm of the view anyway that it's wrong and you shouldn't do it but there's just, even if you did want to do it and you felt that way inclined there's really not a lot of need anymore No, um, but I still feel like I'd be potentially making a tool that could contribute to that kind of world of you know that side of things i'm not sure how good i'd feel about that really yeah it's uh yeah. it's definitely gets it's an idea that i think um is going to sort of keep tugging at me until i sort of see somebody 
else will make the app and I'll be like, yeah, okay, cool. I can just use this. Because <laughs> um, I don't think it quite tugs at me enough. That's, that's, that's the thing. I mean, it could be something like I could build for me and then maybe a portfolio piece, I guess. But it certainly you know, could encourage that kind of behavior, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like, a, like an iCloud drive music you know, just, just get your mp3s from wherever and chuck them in iCloud and then hey presto they're everywhere on your Apple ID I also feel like it's the type of thing that might get a bit of um, a bit of grief from Apple yes in, in yeah, one way or another right you're, um, you're kind of saying hey let's opt out of of things like Apple Music and iTunes and that sort of thing let's go this other cord cutter kind of route um, I'm not sure how they'd respond Mm, I suspect maybe not well. Yeah, especially with my uh, my name idea. I was going to call it my tunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't call it that. <laughs> yeah, never get featured ever for any app. <laughs> well, that's another thing as well, isn't it? Like, you're kind of never going to get featured. I, I wouldn't have thought. If, you, if you're no. making an app that goes against Apple's kind of interests and especially if you call it my tunes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know this doesn't I think you summed it up last week I think you said something like this doesn't feel like the right place to be playing in or something like that yeah um, it still didn't stop me looking a bit further at it but yeah I, I, it's funny though I think like as, as a um, as a developer who likes to have side projects, who is looking at having more indie apps and that sort of thing. I think it's important to kind of try these ideas on out for size and sort of see like whether this is something that you're really interested in. Because, you know, during the course of a week, a normal week for me, um, I'll get ideas for this thing or that thing and note them down. And, and sometimes it feels like, yes, this is the thing. I need to go build the thing. Um, I think it's important to sit with that for a little while. You know, just try it on for size, but kind of with caution and with an element of like, it's probably not the thing. You probably just need to think about the idea for a while. Um, you know, and, and like if it's, if it is going to be something that is really worth putting all your time in, then it will keep kind of sucking you back in and eventually you'll just be doing it. But, I think sometimes it's a good idea to just try an idea out for size. Um, that's certainly what I've done with, with, with this idea. Yeah, and I think kind of myself to a degree as well. I sort of you know, researched it enough just to, and that research phase kind of scratched the itch. Yep. You know, like you were saying, you have that feeling, like, oh, I've got to build this, I've got to build this, I've got to build this. And then, yeah, the, the, the research phase kind of, although it led to me genuinely believing maybe I shouldn't build this, just the process of doing the research and all that kind of stuff actually did scratch the itch anyway. Yeah. So even if I was like, yeah, maybe this could be a thing, I don't think I'd have felt that same like, oh, I've got to quickly build this thing right now, even if I decided to go ahead with it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting, uh, uh, though, isn't it? It is, because I would have said a few years ago, I would have just passed straight into trying to build something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, open up Xcode, blank project, let's have at this. Uh, and... I think that's the difference now that, that that I will take a look at something and, and scratch the surface, you know, and just have a little look, little look, see what else is out there, see, you know, like what what is the playing field for 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 building an app in in that space, whatever that space is, you know, um, 
patterns and other lines of um, of research you can do as well. Like, where do the users live? You know, like where if I if I build this, how am I going to actually reach people and find the, the the target market for this? And what I'm feeling now is if if I'm kind of saying at that point to that question, oh, I don't know, I'll, I'll probably just hit up Twitter or something. That's <laughs> it's probably not good enough i need to have more of a steer than that um so i don't know this this is just ingratiate yourself in a reddit community or something uh which is fine and that can work that's legitimate um i think it provided you have authenticity when you do so you know that you're actually genuinely interested in talking with people and, and you you give back as much as you get sort of thing again like if if i have an idea and I don't really know how I'm going to reach the people with that idea, then that's probably probably means one of two things. Either I'm, I'm not the person to be selling the idea and I need to team up with somebody who can, or perhaps it's just not got legs for me to do on my own. You know, maybe, maybe I don't really see the clear route to actually building the thing and, and getting it to people. I suppose the other, the, other, the other side of that, and I sometimes wonder if, like, maybe there's a case for just like you said just getting on and doing it yeah and because you could easily look into a thousand things and say no to all of them and then, you could. <laughs> and that could take you like two years and then by that time you've, you've got nothing at the end of it still so i i don't know i mean I, do you follow um uh shehab on twitter it goes by um is it jp j penguin penguin j penguin yeah I, I i know who you mean yeah yeah um yeah can't quite think of what the Twitter handle is. <laughs> um, I mean, have you seen the Twitter client he's made since WWDC? No, no, I haven't. Basically, made a whole Twitter client. You know, his first tweet was like, "Hey, look, what I've made in Swift UI." Looks basically like a. I thought he was basically just being like, "Swift UI is so cool, and you can make something that looks like a real app really quickly." Here it is. This is like a mock-up of a Twitter app, and then before you know it, he's got like an actual, you know he's feeding real tweets into it and um it's now in test flight right um, and it's like it's not not even been a month that's and brilliant. i just look at that and i'm like oh i'm so envious like right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um for all of this sitting around being like oh maybe i should maybe i shouldn't build this how will i reach the market maybe just build it and like yeah you know, um but i think that's the thing if if you have an idea and it's something that you want to exist and that you know that you know like you're i just want to run with this this is a thing i just want to see and, and have in my hand and and that you would be happy just to do that regardless of who's watching who's buying you know whatever then there's value to just going for it and having that play and and i, I kind of look at it, um as she helps work there and that sort of feels like that to me is I, I feel like maybe he would be making these things regardless of of, of who's watching you know um and that's and that's awesome too that's 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 there's an energy to to that i i have a similar thing i, I think if i think about um okay i slipped back into to hacking away on my, my video mixing up this weekend i haven't killed it off yet i haven't taken it out of the store or or, or shut the site down or anything like that and it, it's kind of skirted close to that edge at times probably you know, if you look at the the balance sheet and the spreadsheets of of, of how much it makes, 
maybe I can't justify it in some ways, but then there's this bit of me that's just like, I just want it to exist. You know, this is something I want to play with. Um, and, and then that just sort of keeps hooking me, hooking me back in. Um, even, even now it's difficult, isn't it? Cause like when, like what, where's the line of a hobby and a business? Yeah. It's a blurry that's, one. I think for it me. really is, especially with iOS dev, isn't it? Yeah. Um, cause I think even if it is at hobby level, it's totally justifiable if you want something in the store to have it wrapped up as a limited company or, or whatever, just for sort of your own protection almost. Yep. Um, yep. And then like you could spin it as, okay, well, even if this doesn't make a lot of money, if a limited company costs me, I don't know how much a month. I mean, like when I was doing it, I was paying 40 plus VAT, uh, VAT. So what's that? 20%, 48 a month. Yeah. what left my bank account. And that was like a sort of turnkey solution for the accountant. I just had to punch into an online system. Um, zero, in fact, down the road from you, I think, aren't they? Um, yep. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I would just like punch in, you know, I paid $5 to Linode. And <laughs> that was about it. And then my accountant would do the return at the end of the year and it was all taken care of. It was really cool. And, you know, I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm spending all this money and like it's not making anything back yeah and then i would see my friends go and spend three times that in one night at the pub so it's like well can i be justified having this company then kind of like as a like a hobby company yeah even if it doesn't make a lot of money it's still like a it's acting as like a kind of like a protective layer for all of my kind of endeavors and ideas and apps and all that kind of stuff and like a vehicle to move all of that kind of stuff through yep um, and it's less than a, a night out at the pub. Yeah, I think if you put it in that lens, then it's it's a valid way of doing things. I think is is what I want to say there. Like, and not that. Yeah, um, it doesn't always have to come down to to the bottom line. If it's something that you would sort of be doing anyway, then that's that's good enough. Yeah, I always used to dread actually my. Um sort of accountancy period like when you know when the accountant would draw all my stuff up and make a return for the company's house and all that yeah because i knew he, he did it on like the end of year one and i knew every year thereafter he was going to do it and, and he did and he kept saying like do you want me to wrap this up for you <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's like well look it's not making any money i was like yeah i know but that's not really the point <laughs> i mean eventually i decided to um just because I guess it kind of was the money in the end that made me wrap it up. Um, but it was also the fact that I had like other ideas I wanted to pursue yeah. to replace the ones that were making absolutely like the Cody remote had just fallen off a cliff at that point. So that was like, consider that to be making zero. So any cost, including like my Linode and my accountancy, that was just like pure outgoings and basically nothing coming in. Yeah. Um, and it was at that point I thought, okay, well I need like another app idea because this one's obviously, you know, a bit in the dust. And I was like, well, it's going to take ages to build. And then I kind of thought, if it takes 10 months to build, and that's being optimistic, I've got 10 months worth of like £50 a month going out. That's £500. And I was like, ooh. That's not cool. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was like, well, I could just like wrap things up, still make the app and take 10 months over it, but save £500. And then when it's done, start again, like however much a month. I don't think I'd get it at that cost again, to be quite honest. No, um, but you, there's perhaps other services or things you could use. Maybe, yeah. I, I always got the impression that 
the accountant was sort of doing me a favor like yeah I, you get like your first free introductory meeting so i went along to that and he, like he was like such an accountant like <laughs> in every way <laughs> and kind of it was almost like headmaster talking to the the school child yeah um you know he kind of gave me a not a grilling but i suppose it kind of was and eventually it kind of dawned on him he, he, he was like you know you're, you're going to get like one payment a month and how many things you're going to buy each month i was like well like linode maybe like a couple of stock images maybe once a, a quarter <laughs> and yeah. the apple developer id once once a year and he's kind of like right okay and sort of <laughs> goes well this is my normal package and i think it was like 79 pounds plus fat yeah and he sort of handed me this little pamphlet and it was clearly like angled at like plumbers electricians yep. sort of small owner managed kind of businesses um and i was like oh right okay it's like but at 40 i was like oh you just literally halved your price yep um so i don't think i could in good conscience go and ask him like hey um me again the guy that couldn't make the app business work <laughs> any chance no. you do the 40 quid again i think you'd be like mm, no it's going to be the 80 this time <laughs> yeah but I'd, I'd shop around i think in your circumstance if you did and just sort of see who else is out there i, I think with, with what you had first time around with them that to me sounds like you're really not costing them anywhere near the, the normal level of work you know just, no. it's, it, it was probably easy, easy money even at that price i think is what i'm saying yeah, they were laughing all the way to the bank. I remember a couple of occasions, like, when it got to around the time of my year being up, like, you know, my year's end was approaching, I would email and just be like, oh, hey, just checking in, because, you know, it's it's that time of year. Um, yeah. And I'd get an email back maybe, like, two hours later, and this happened on, like, two years on the trot. And it's oh, hi, uh, what a coincidence, we've just finished working on your tax return. <laughs> I was like, no, you've just <laughs> done it in, like, the hour and a half since I've emailed you, because <laughs> uh, I'm literally that little of a problem to you. Um, yeah. It's so all there already. Earned, you've earned like a good chunk of like what five hundred pounds in about an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. But see you next year. Yeah. Fair play to him, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they didn't get away with it. And <laughs> but then equally the value that they're providing me, I, mean, I wouldn't know where to start. So it no. caused me no end of stress and anxiety. So maybe yeah, money well spent on my part for sure. But it always made me chuckle. <laughs> it's like oh, what a coincidence! It's like yeah, don't even try it this year. <laughs> but. Yeah, I think, I guess all this is to say, even if GoVJ isn't necessarily, you know, like, the till isn't ringing like crazy, I don't think that's necessarily a reason for you to wrap it up, or or even, like, your, your company or anything like that. Um, no. And if it's making, like, some money, that's that's something. Um, it's making some, and I'd obviously always like that to be more, and at the moment I'm skirting the edge of of paying to play as it were and, and uh, having to put my own money in on top um, just to sort of cover the outgoings that, that are around the business but it's still fun there's still something there and I think that's that's reason enough to to just sort of see see how it goes um, yeah and don't forget like you've had a bump to the head since <laughs> what February <laughs> yeah that's true we're now in July yeah, my my plans for this year were drastically different to, to how it's turned out. So, I mean, you've almost had like five or six months worth of effort that you just haven't been able to, to put in. Yeah. So, I wouldn't necessarily 
judged the situation based on how it would have been had you not bumped your head. Like you've you've been through an injury, and that's true. I know, like you know, you are still technically a business and all that stuff, but it's like, well, you you are the business basically. If yeah. you bump your head, then the business has to kind of go into low power mode, and I think that's basically what's happened. Yeah, it is. Um, it really is, and and it's actually, yeah, that that's that's quite a thing um, that you've summed up there. Because if I think about that, what has actually happened? Well, there's there's still a bit of life in that business you know it's not gone into it's not gone into the negative yet um it's sort of skirted the, the, the bottom um but there's been actually quite a good kind of lead on that you know if i think about this last few months it's it's taken a while for it to really get down to that and, and that's more a case of actually it's responded to the wider market and covid and everything else and the fact that people are just not buying niche apps in the same way right now well especially vj apps i mean who's going to want to go to a vj show yeah no one yeah exactly (laughs) um there's all of that um so i think all of that combined it it means well yeah that, that to have to have apps in the store and still be selling some and to have that not completely crash and burn um while i've while i've had a head injury there's something positive to take from that and i think that's that's kind of the the power of having something that is a a product um that doesn't require constant maintenance just to exist and be sold Mm, so like passive income yeah yeah to a degree um and 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 i don't feel like apps are a passive income completely because you need to maintain them if it's even if it's only bumping an update every year or whatever um but uh yeah, I think that's that's quite powerful, and I, that's something that I definitely want to have more of. You know, uh, it, there's, there's another side of this that is, if I had more apps in the store and that was uh, getting close to an income level, or, or I had more projects that were generating money passively in that way, um, the value of having that tail is is pretty pretty cool, and I feel like I've got a, a tiny little glimpse into that over the last six months um so yeah there's definitely something there as well yeah i you know with like AirSynth and bj be kind of cool i guess if you could get into a position where you've got like a a bit of a bigger portfolio of apps yeah um yeah for sure don't all necessarily have to be massive do they um but then that kind of gives the you know a bit more kind of leeway within within the company like if one app starts not performing as well then the others i guess can can pick up it's all easier said than done of course um, yeah especially with well everything we've just talked about but um yeah i think if i were you i'd be maybe almost looking for your air synth 2 moment i mean not making air synth 2 but like making another app that kind of had that yep um i, I don't want to say novelty because it kind of devalues what you what you made um but like a just a small little parcel of an app that provides some value, um, and you know it's probably going to have a tail on it. Yeah. Um, but then maybe that can sort of give you that sort of financial runway to do the next kind of bigger thing. Yep, and kind of just keep keep rolling in that manner uh, because mm. oh, it's um, the the visual that sort of comes to mind is. Um, 
Do you remember Wallace and Gromit? Ooh, vaguely. Okay, um, so the the Ardman animated stuff, the, the sort of plasticine guys. Uh, Gromit's the dog who builds all the stuff, like helps support the, the inventor. Um, and there's a couple of bits where he's on top of a model train and he's chasing after something. And to keep going, he keeps sort of putting the track down just in front of the train. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's that sort of mad scramble. Just put the next plank in in front. I can definitely see some of that that sort of vibe to to um, putting more apps out there again and, and just trying to get a few things off the ground. Um, I think that's probably 2021's problem at the moment. Still, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think it's probably fair to say, like, one of the other reasons for me kind of dipping back into GoVJ is it's kind of, because it's well-trodden ground for me, it sort of feels like I'm limbering up. Like, this is this is actually part of me recovering and kind of, uh, of getting back up to a sort of speed with side projects and things as well. Yeah, yeah, like your, your training, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, back up to speed. Yeah, because I, I don't have to. There's an awful lot I don't have to think about with that. I've, I've got a design for version two that's just been sat on the desk for the last nine months, um, and so I, I need to just sort of pile into that really and, and, and pick up where I left off. And I'm learning bits of Swift UI along the way, so that's fun. Um, and I'm sure that's going to compound and be be useful in my my day job and everything else as well. So that sort of feels like time well spent uh and hopefully on the other side of this that then puts me in a position to to go after some of these other new app ideas and and small like you say small apps with a a, a bit of value um that i can sort of build up um over the next year that that feels like where i'm headed um it's kind of good it sort of feels like i can kind of see the of want of a better phrase it's the light at the end of the tunnel in some ways after all the concussion and stuff i can sort of see see where things are again 